Praise God. Praise God. I just thank you for the opportunity to, to share your word. Amen. Just pray that, uh, that your words flow through me today. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. We are planners, or at least some of us are, some more than others. Linda's a bit more of a planner than I am. She asked me sometimes, well, well where do you want us to be in 10 years? I'm, like, I'm worried about where we're going to be tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. We're 10 years? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and she, uh, or, you know, I, I do a little bit. I, she, she will print out a thing every day. She's got a file she prints out of that. All of a sudden, she's going to do that day. She updates it, and, and uh, she's got everything laid out. I kind of have to do that to some degree. Uh, but my approach is more, I'm going to do what's in front of me. <laughs> so if it's going to get done, I have to make sure that it gets in front of me. <laughs> but planning is good. And planning is, in fact, a responsible thing to do. We ought to be considering our future and, and making plans for our future. If we have those that we're responsible for, we ought to be considering their future and making plans that uh, are good for them. As citizens of this country, we need to be thinking beyond ourselves and we need to be thinking about what's good for everybody around us. Planning is good. And not to plan is really irresponsible. It's poor stewardship of what we've been given. You know, the Proverbs are full of statements about the lazy person, the sluggard. The problem with the sluggard is not just laziness. It's a failure to consider the consequences of that laziness. Laziness involves also that refusal to consider and plan for the future. Nature itself teaches us to plan. If you don't put seeds in the ground, you don't get crops. If you don't prepare for the cold weather, you're going to be cold. And we're sort of isolated from that to some degree now because we have you know, we go to the store and buy it. We don't care how it got there. Yeah. But all of that is still happening, and it still applies in, in more subtle ways to our lives. We have to be prepared for things. So, obviously, planning is not a problem. Planning is a good thing. But where we get into trouble is we forget that God is in control. Amen. Now, I want to quote from a few Psalms and Proverbs that I didn't put on the screen. Uh, but, uh, but Proverbs 16 9 says, The mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Amen. We can't know the future. Our error is in forgetting that. We must acknowledge the Lord. Amen. And we must submit to Him when He steps in to direct our ways. And to do anything else, to fail to consider that we are not God and He is, 
with his sin. Our foundation passage, if you will, for the for today comes from the book of James, chapter 4. I'm going to start reading in verse 13. Come now, you who say, today, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord is wills, we will go, we will live, and also do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to one who knows to do right, the right thing, and does not do it, to him it is sin. What's the problem here? The problem is not planning. We've already, we've already covered that. The problem is not going and, and doing business. Jesus used business as a teaching tool in many of his parables. So that must not be the problem. In fact, he, business is not condemned. Only dishonesty in business is condemned. Certainly telling our plans to someone else is not a problem. The problem, again, is the failure to acknowledge that God is in control. Amen. That He's the one who directs our paths. Amen. That He only is the one who knows the future. Amen. And that He gets the final say. And he goes on to say, your life is, our lives are just a vapor. That immediately reminded me of Psalms chapter, Psalm 8. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, I'm just going to read verse 3 and 4. David is very conscious of the difference between us and God when he, when he says this. He says, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained. What is man that you take thought of him and the son of man that you care for him? What James is doing here is he's making a comparative statement. James is essentially saying here, you don't know who you're dealing with. God is infinite. And by the measure of who He is, we're nothing. We're insignificant. He's just making that distinction of just how big a difference there is between us and God. And that's because of that. Because of that, we cannot know the future. But you know what that does? It highlights the foolishness, for one thing, of being of our own arrogance. 
But it also makes it all the more wonderful, the truth that He does value us. Do you see, as Proverbs says in that verse that we love to quote from, from chapter 3, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. In all your ways, we live at the mercy of God. And all of our words and all of our actions ought to reflect the knowledge of that. All glory goes to God. And to do otherwise is to be arrogant. Mm -hmm. To imagine that we actually have control of our lives, and we like to think that, is arrogant. Because it fails to give God His due. It fails to recognize that He's the one. He's the one in control. Amen. That's right. And it's about more than our words. It's about our actions. Mm -hmm. That's true. James tells us in this passage that it's when we know the right thing to do and we don't do it, it's sinful. Now that can certainly be taken in a broader context, but if it follows what he's just been saying, uh, about the things that we say and the things that we do and the plans that we make for our lives. To presume to live without His blessing, without His approval, is the height of arrogance, And it leads nowhere good. But it means that our plans matter. It means that the choices we make in life matter. It matters to God. And we ought never to forget who He is. Yes, He is a loving God. Beloved just bought me a couple of shirts that say, God is love. That's my theme. I, I delight in that about God. He is love. He is gracious. He is merciful beyond measure. He's also all-powerful, all-knowing, and just. And His justice requires judgment. Our history as the human race has been one of trying to take His place. We try to be like God. Making our own decisions, ruling our own lives. That was Satan's own folly in the first offer that he made in the Garden of Eden. You're going to be like God. And it is, in fact, the end of all ungodly philosophies and false religions that we see in the world today. If you look into what the false religions say in the end, it's all about making you the master of your own destiny. Some of them even say, if you can continue long enough, if you're good enough, you get to be God. The Mormons believe you get to rule your own planet someday. God of your own planet. I don't know what God's future holds. Maybe we will, but He will always be God. Amen. 
and the philosophies that take God out of the picture are basically the same thing. If there's no God, we've got to worship something, so we're going to try and make ourselves God. doesn't work. We can't do it. You know, we are told to be like Jesus, but we can only be like Jesus in His humanity that He showed us while He was here. We cannot take on His divinity. So the question that we have to ask ourselves as we wrap up things here in a few minutes and go our way, does God leave the building with us? Will we acknowledge Him in all of our ways? Will He be acknowledged in our work? Will we speak as He would speak? Will we work in our jobs or in whatever we do? Some of us don't have jobs. That's alright. Whatever we do, we need to do it as He would do it. Maybe that means we need to find something to do that, uh, that glorifies Him, that does good for somebody else. I know that that is my challenge. And that's an area where I sometimes fall short. Pastor David was sharing with us last week about a challenge that he had. I have, uh, I have some of those same challenges too. I've got, and I want to be careful here because I'm putting this on a, a podcast. And, you know, the possibility, I guess, exists that, that somebody could listen to it. Uh, but there are situations at work that I'm struggling a little bit. I hear from certain people, and I'm like, "Would you just leave me alone, go away, please?" <laughs> but that's not a guy response, is it? Everything that we do should be done with the knowledge and the understanding that God is right there with us. That He must be acknowledged and He must be obeyed. Do we consult Him when we make life choices? What job to take? Whether or not to accept a promotion? We always think, well, that's always a good thing, right? We're going to get more money. We're going to have more responsibility. Well, not if it compromises some other area of your life that's more important. That might be family. That might be something that you're doing uh, in ministry, whatever it is. Not that it's necessarily a bad thing, but it's just that we need to be going to the Lord and saying, Lord, is this something that you want me to have? Instead of arrogantly assuming that we know what's best. Where to live. Another area that we need to give over to the Lord. And perhaps a big one for some of us, what relationships to be involved in. Now, obviously that's a big deal in romantic relationships, but it's also a big deal in, in the friendships that we form. We always ought to be looking for ways to, to, to be friends to other people and to, uh, to reach out to form positive relationships, but we need to do that with the, the leading of the Holy Spirit and allowing Him to guide us in those things and not get ourselves in situations that end up being harmful to everybody involved. Mm -hmm. 
we ought to always be seeking His guidance. But what if, what if He offers no guidance? As, as people who love the Lord and who seek to live in His will, we ought always to be looking for that. But sometimes it doesn't come, at least not in a, in a form that we recognize. Very few of us will, will hear an audible voice in the room telling us what to do or, or see God on, on the mountain of thunder and lightning like Moses did. Yeah. <laughs> but we are encouraged. Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. Amen. When you are doing your best to serve the Lord in the best way that you know how. He's there. Do what you can based on what you already know. It may be that you don't have a, 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 a direct answer because you already know the answer. I know that's been true in my life. and Sometimes I made the wrong choice. Well, if you're not going to tell me, I'm going to do what I want to do, but I knew it wasn't the right thing. <laughs> What do you find in His Word? He's already given us the instruction that we need for life right there. Not that He's not going to speak to you in particular situations and give you something else. But if it's already in there, He expects you to go find it. Some things we don't really need Him to speak to us. He's already spoken to us. We just need to be looking at it. And what do you hear from others who are around you who are worthy of your respect. Proverbs 15.22 says, Without consultations, plans are frustrated. But with many counselors, they succeed. And finally, he's big enough to stop you. If you are truly seeking after him, and truly submitting yourself to Him. And you go the wrong way, you know what? He's big enough. He's big enough to put a roadblock in your way. Don't be afraid, and I say this from personal experience, don't be afraid to just go out and do it. Go ahead and, and do what's in your heart. If, if, it's, if it's out of a genuine desire to serve the Lord and you're making a mistake, you think He's going to let you go and do that? No. I mean, he may, there may be a lesson for you to learn. I can't say that He's definitely not going to let you make a mistake. Because we learn from our mistakes. Sometimes He might let you do that. No. But know that His plan is for your life. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. You cannot mess that up. He knew from the day that you were conceived everything that would happen in your life. He laid out your plan. You cannot mess it up. Amen. So just get out there and do what you're called to do. If you haven't figured that out yet, just do something. He'll show you. God's looking at your heart. Again, from Proverbs chapter 16, verse 2, it says, all the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts, weighs the motives.
Whatever do we do, don't be complacent. Complacency really is arrogance because it assumes that we don't need anything else. Complacency assumes that we're fine just like we are. We don't need God. We don't need anything else. I got this. We must acknowledge Him. Purposefully. We must do it on purpose. To proceed as if He isn't there is sin. That's what James is telling us here. Even though we know we may not, you know, we may believe in Him, but if we conduct our lives as if He doesn't matter, we're living in sin. Amen. What do we take away from, from, from today? Just remember that He is God. Amen. Know that He is with you in everything that you do. He's mm -hmm. always there. Know that your life is in His hand. Be in awe of it, but also be at peace because of it. You belong to Him. You mean? Mm -hmm. Don't try to laugh by yourself. Doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Lord, I just I thank you. I thank you for uh, share, showing us from your word uh, the importance of, of walking with you in all areas of our lives. And all of us, myself included, if we would really learn to do that, how much better things would be. So thank you, Lord. Help us as we go out, as we walk out of this building, to be aware that you haven't left us that you're right there with us, directing our paths. And we acknowledge you in all of our ways, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.